Uh, with that being said, we're going to break down the Western Conference right now. As it stands, Monday night, the Minnesota Timberwolves are the number one seed. They are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with the Denver Nuggets in the three seed, one and a half games back, the Clippers two and a half games back. Those two, those four teams seem pretty locked in for the top four seeds. Danny, it's when you get it from five to really eight. 11. That's, <laughs> well, well, well Ten. for sure, but five, five the, to Golden eight. Golden State really Lakers, feels, yeah. Well, then. Yeah, so five to eight, you got Kings, Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks. Those teams, those look like the teams that are going to be fighting for the last two spots to be in the top six. I just mm-hmm. looking at their record, it feels like we're almost destined for a Lakers Warriors win and you're in, or and if you lose that playing yeah. game, you're out. It look like we're destined for that, which is going to be kind of wild. We'll save that for. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a crazy watch. The Two teams that were that, in the, the second round last year, yeah, it's gonna be unbelievable. The ratings on that are gonna be nuts. But with that being said, I wanted to point out uh one thing with one team that could fall out of the top six, Danny. And as of right now, um, I don't think this team is gonna make it in the top six because their schedule down the stretch of the season is absolutely brutal. Uh, shout out to Brian Winhurst. This is crazy, uh, who, pointed, who pointed this out on his podcast. All right, from March 27th. Uh, of the season to March 27th to the end of the season. This is the Phoenix Sun schedule at Denver, at OKC, at New Orleans, home for Cleveland, home for Minnesota, home for the Pelicans, facing the Clippers, at the Clippers, at Sacramento, at the Timberwolves. And this is with Bradley Beal still having issues with his hamstring and really not showing any consistency in terms of being available. Danny, mm-hmm. I know they got Royce O'Neal. But that schedule again, <laughs> Denver at Denver at OKC. No, Royce holding it down. Royce holding it down. Either way, Cleveland, some of those teams, oh some of those teams, gosh. those teams are good teams, right? But they also have issues as well. They have some injuries, and they don't play on any given yeah, night. There's I still no see, layups, Danny. So there's not one layup is, in that. In there's not no. one layup. There's no Pistons there, bro. It's preparing you, know you for the playoffs. I like. There's I, no Hawks there. If I'm if I'm Phoenix, I'm loving it because this is preparing really? me for the playoffs in, in the late months of the season. You want these games that are meaningful. This is a test to see how well we can do without Brad, with Brad if he comes back, how well we can execute against the top teams in the league. Why? What better time to have the challenge than at the end of the season? So, yeah, I'm looking at my chops. Obviously, they could fall out of chops. I don't see that happening. They have too much talent. They have great coaching over there. And even said with other teams, all these other teams ain't going to be playing their best basketball. Some of the teams are going to flop. So, my thing is, even if they stay 500 for those games, they still end up in the top six, if I'm not correct, if I'm not wrong. Is that correct? Yeah, they, I mean, they can, but that, I mean, that. Well, we I see them being, up. I see them being a Minnesota. I see them being a Cleveland. I see them being Denver maybe once. Do they play Denver twice or no? They play, Den- in that stretch of games, they play Denver once. They're at, and they're at who Denver. Do, who do they play twice? They play the they play the Clippers twice in a home and home. And they're they play be the, the Pelicans Clippers. twice in a home and home. Yeah, they could probably beat both those teams at least once, if not twice. I could see them get New Orleans twice. They could probably beat New Orleans twice. They could probably get the Clippers at least once. Um, they could win five hundred, or if not more than those games. How many games did you list off? Eight or or nine? Bruh, that was okay. Hold on, one more. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's the final ten games of the season, my friend. They could win. I think they could win five. They go five. They, five, they go five and five, four and six. That's. I mean, it's a tough. It, Either way, it's, it's a, a tough, tough way to end the season. For and sure. But it can very well for... be outside of the top six. I'm loving it, man. Preparing me for the playoffs. I, I wouldn't want any other way. Okay. Fair enough. Playing right. end of the season, your last 10 games, you're playing Detroit, uh, Washington, Memphis, 
these games ain't getting you your guys ready for that type of you know what I'm saying type of play. You know okay, saying? you're playing game teams that are you know waiting for the lottery, waiting for the end of the season, just ready to go home. You know, you playing the Spurs. These teams, young and up and coming, but they're not in the playoffs and they're not going to prepare you. Obviously, some of these teams could give you a night that it's like, all right, let's get prepared. They give us it's like Detroit tonight, play the New York Knicks. They gave some playoff type basketball. You know, the end of the game is a tight knit game. But you know, what I'm saying those other teams I mentioned, most of the time that you're not going to be in that type of atmosphere, especially the last ten games. They're probably resting guys. The guys are just chilling, trying to get their numbers. You want the teams that are playing for something, meaningful games that prepare you. And you said it sucks that you can't rest anybody because you know yeah. you might drop out of what's the name. But I said you'll get a little rest before the playoffs, which is enough. And you know what I'm saying playoffs is, is a series. You get rest within the playoffs. You get a couple days in between games. They'll be all right. Guys could play 40 something minutes. Or those, that's what they pay you for playing those high minutes in those playoff games. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I guess it's a, that's a positive way to look at it. I, I I saw that. I'm like, oh, it might be rap city for those guys. But I understand <laughs> your viewpoint there. Uh, I still see them in the top six. Okay, let's let's do a couple of superlatives here. Uh, if let's say you let's say you have the Suns in your top six, let's exclude them from the conversation. So mm-hmm. let's say you have Timberwolves, OKC, Denver, and the Clippers. We're pretty confident they're gonna they're gonna be in the top six. And let's for for the mm-hmm. for the sake of this argument or discussion, we'll put Phoenix in the top six. Mm-hmm. Name me the one team that can pull off what the Lakers did last year from playing. To Western Conference Finals, your options: the Kings, mm-hmm. the Pelicans, Mavericks, Lakers, or the Warriors. The one team that can go from playing to Western Conference Finals. Who would you put your money on? I would go either Dallas or Sacramento. Nah, um, you could pick one, brother. That's it. That's not. That's not how the games play. I don't see the Lakers doing it this year. I don't see the Warriors doing it this year. Uh, I think Sacramento has a decent chance. Who was the other besides Dallas? Uh, Pelicans. Pelicans not doing it. Western Conference Finals, no. So I'm gonna go with Dallas. I think Luca, Kyrie, they have the weapons picking up PJ Washington if he gets hot. Um, you got Gafford coming off the bench lively. These young guys, these Luca, of course, or Luca, you can't count them out. The what he did to the Suns a couple of years ago, you know what he's capable of doing. You know what mm-hmm. Kyrie's capable of doing. Those two guys are so dangerous in a seven game series, they can make it happen. They can beat yeah. certain teams four games. If they're healthy, they stay healthy, and they got those other guys still healthy with Lively doing his role, Gafford and P.J. Washington doing their roles, and they got Tim Hardaway off the bench. You know, we know what he's done in the playoffs and how he's got played Josh well. Green on the wings. Josh Green, the young, young guys, but the guys that have proven have done some stuff in the playoffs, I can definitely count on. So I could see Dallas being that team, they, and they've been there. You know, Jay Kidd, he knows what he's doing as a coaching staff, so I could see them making a push. Yeah, I kind of – I like that pick as well. Uh, and the one thing that I've, you know, I, I've really grown to admire about Luka Doncic's game is any game that he is playing in, any game against any opponent, it is played at his pace. I find that I find that fascinating. And obviously, you've guarded him before a multitude of times. Can you kind of explain one how difficult it is to always be in control of the pace of the game and how he does it? And what impact that has had on you as a defender and your teams that you've been playing on against it? It's extremely hard. <laughs> um, there's a few guys that do it. Obviously, you say Jalen Brunson does it at his own pace. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. There's a couple guys I've seen, um, but it's extremely hard because you not everybody is successful at doing it, and people will f- find ways to speed you up. And if you don't, if you're not really successful at it, you're gonna have to change it up um, because he's so good at it and he's so crafty at it. 
he doesn't have to change a thing. And people adjust to him around it. And they said they're able to win games. They've been able to win playoff games with him playing at that pace. Um, so guarding it is a pain in the ass because you're trying to speed him up. He's just not going to do that. He's going to take his time, pick you apart, and he's going to draw fouls. He knows how to use his body well. You try to speed him up, he's going to use it against you and mm. probably get you in foul trouble, get you on the bench. Um, so watching it, at times you're like, damn, how is he doing it? He's making it look so easy. It's it's frustrating sometimes. Even watch as a fan because you're like a slow game. But as a defender, it's frustrating as hell trying to guard it. Um, and as a player trying doing it, um, playing at your own pace, it, it's it's really it's hard to get in that type of zone. Like how um, like how does like how like how is he so good at it? That's what I'm saying. It's hard to get in that type of zone. And usually you're in a zone when the game slows down for you. It, you, you usually make your first basket, then you'll slow down. You just you know everybody's kind of nervous butterflies. But when you have the keys to the city, it's a little different. But you got to earn those mm. keys. So he got the keys pretty early. You know they gave him a chance. He got the ball in his hands. He he does what he does and. Everybody said adapts around it, uh, but it, it usually makes it easier as you're making shots. As the game goes on, the game will slow down for you, and you, know, you can slow the game down. When you have the ball in your hands, you dictate everything. And when you're said him, been doing it for so long, he usually gets the first basket. <laughs> he gets that first basket. It's like, all right, cool. And the next couple baskets, we get a free throw. Most superstars, the reason why they're so good because they slow the game down all the time or at a quicker pace than most people also because they have more opportunity. They have to earn that opportunity to get that type of green light mm-hmm. and get the ball in hand. You see Joel, he moves at his pace. Giannis, Dame, you know, Steph, you ain't going to speed on. Bro, but even a guy like Joel Embiid, I've seen him get sped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's I've some double him. teams. You see some double teams that happen. Um, yeah. It's also because it's easier to double team. Up, even if you double team him. It's easier to double team him in the post than it is on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, Luka can pass the ball out. He can pick you apart with the pieces you have. That, that high up on the court, he can just – view quarterback and look when you're in a post it's a little harder to quarterback um mm-hmm. so and he also has people he can trust around him i can find the middle the guy in the middle i can find a guy on the wing i find Kyrie or lively who's on a quarterback in the middle and we have shooters around me so you gotta pick your poison and he's good at throwing lobs he's so good of a passer too Jokic, he's another guy that plays at his own pace they play very slow and don't speed up because of how good they are at scoring but also how great they are at passing the ball and they don't let you they're great at passing the ball because they don't let you speed them up you take the time doubles coming okay Jokic seven feet, so like nobody's gonna really. I can see over people. Luca's a little different, but him to be able to put the ball on a rope at any given moment, um, it makes him that much danger, more dangerous, and it makes it easier for him to slow the game down. He doesn't panic. Yeah, he's uh, he's I, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. I continue to marvel. At, I think as I've gotten smarter watching basketball, a guy like him, I continue to just be frankly just amazed by and really like watching. His game, even though it's not the most athletic, his level of skill and IQ is otherworldly. We, we're taking for granted because it said he does it so often, <laughs> and yeah. his numbers are so crazy. We're just all oh, Lucas number, but you know to have an average 30, 33, 40, you know, what I'm saying forty nights, triple doubles, forty point. Him and Jokic, they do it so often. You're like, uh, it, it's it's kind of crazy that people aren't impressed by it as much as they should be. Like somebody else does it. Like, oh shit, he had a great night. Fucking Jalen Brunson's killing. You know what I'm saying like, Darren Fox, mm-hmm. yo. But when these guys do it, it's like, oh, he does this shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. But, but, which nuts. is crazier. Which is crazier. Doing night yeah. in, night out is unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's keep another, let's go with another superlative in the Western Conference. Uh, there's a lot of talented teams. And there are going to be some teams uh, that are just, frankly, going to lose maybe in the first round. And while this, by the seeding standpoint, it might look crazy. But when you look at the actual talent on the court, you'd be like, well, it, well makes sense hmm. name the one team and one team only 
uh, that you would not be surprised loses in the first round and keep it. Let's keep it to the top, the teams that are in the top six. So we're talking Minnesota, OKC, Denver, Clippers, and for the sake of this discussion, the Phoenix Suns. Which one of those teams would all not shock you at all if they lose in the first round? I think I think nobody would be shocked if OKC or Minnesota lost in the first round. Got to pick one um, though. Um, I'm gonna go with OKC because their first mm. time being there in so long. Uh, Minnesota has been in the playoffs. They had a couple playing games. They have guys with more veteran leadership. That has more veterans there. OKC, they're so young. Being at the top, they're gonna be welcomed with the Laker team or Golden State. You know what I'm saying? The team they have mm-hmm. no business playing in the first round, being a number two seed, even though they have home court advantage. I could see that happening. Um, if I had to pick any one of those teams in the Western Conference that are in the top four, you saying? Yeah, yeah, in the top four. Yeah, I'm gonna go with OKC just because they're the youngest group there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as, as nobody's expecting, still, nobody's expecting yeah. much out of them. You know what I'm saying? So, which is a win-win for them. They have nothing to lose. They should go on fire because nobody expects them to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, bro, like they go into you know as of right now, uh, Dallas is the eighth seed. They go into that series. Let's say they let's say they win the playing game and they end up playing OKC, bro. Luca uh, taking on Shea is going to be fascinating, but like Luca's experience in the playoffs, Kyrie's experience in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they won't pound OKC with size, which is I think how you really take advantage of it, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like a lively I, it, Gafford, Chet is not going to be able to, you yeah. know, Lively and Gafford, they're going to be, as much as you think they get worked, he, or Gafford gets worked in the Eastern Conference, that Western Conference, he's going to outwork the, the, their bigs. They have no rebounding. They have no real bigs in there. So he's going to work them. They have Gordon Hayward who will help them. Yeah. But said big-wise, big, side, big wise, center-wise, there's nobody there that can – and they got guys that can guard Chet on the perimeter. They got P.J., you know, Lively mm-hmm. can guard. Those guys, Gafford, they can guard on the perimeter, Chet on the perimeter or something, and, and they can bully him down low with the rebounding and, and putbacks and also posts and yeah. guarding the, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a mismatch from the inside for sure. And even and even if, let's say, a team like the Pelicans ends up playing OKC, like you got like you got JV on the inside who's a girthy center for for Zion. Chet Holmgren. He's going to yeah. – then you have Zion Rim attacking. You have a guy like Brandon Ingram who could be a number one scorer. You have guys yeah. like Herb Jones who just might be a guard. Shea Alexander, Trey Murphy the third, like as great as OKC has been, they're going to be there's there's no easy series, particularly for the Oklahoma City Thunder or in the West Coast. In the Western Conference, there's no easy series in the Western Conference. But they didn't fix the said you brought up their rebounding issues. They never fixed their issue from the trade Mm -hmm. deadline. They didn't fix it, so that's going to hurt them tremendously in the playoffs. And playoffs, you know, it's all about defensive rebounds. The team that executes. Uh, the defense on the floor, everybody, the, t- the game slows down. Everybody knows everyone's plays. People are going to score, but who's going to do the little things, the 50-50s, who's going to get the stops, who's going to get the rebounds? That's going to play a huge part. And if you can't do that against the New Orleans, against the Lakers, maybe the Warriors, they can, you know, because the Warriors don't have a bunch of big presence except for Looney, who does well. Um, but the other teams that you, you're, you're talking about facing, Dallas, they have enough, you know, f- 
front court to to bully whoever they need. You know what I'm saying to bully OKC anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And the last one, we'll make this one quick because I think I know your answer. Uh, who wins the West, regardless of seeding, regardless of how it all pans out? Uh, who wins? Who gets to the finals? No, yeah, who gets to the finals out of the West? I think it was gonna be Denver again, honestly. Um, <laughs> Why you say that? So like we say like with this with, with a big because you know I said I don't like to see the same teams in the final. You know what I'm saying I want to see different teams make it there. I want to mm. see somebody else come and give them a fight. I think teams will give them a fight. I think they'll be there. Depending on who comes out of the East, I do want to see a new winner. Uh, I think this is Boston's year if they do what they're supposed to do. Because uh, I don't think Denver has the depth they had last year, but Denver right now is just the best team. Um, when they're clicking, they have the experience. They have if they're healthy. I don't see anybody beating them. Even the team that comes out of the, the East, I think it's a Jamal Murray, Jokic, that combo, the NPJ, Aaron Gordon, KCP, um, off the bench, Reggie and DeAndre playing pretty well certain games. And then you have Christian Brown, uh, the kid Watson. They have, they have a decent group. It's not as strong as last year's group, but they have enough where they're starting five. And so in the playoffs, you can play those guys 40 minutes. So, yeah. yeah. I would love – I if, if Denver makes it, out of the Western Conference, I will give them all, I, I will give them and especially Nikola Jokic all of his flowers. What I want, if they I'm just like you, I want to see new blood almost every year in the mm-hmm. finals, unless it's like a really good rivalry. With mm-hmm. that being said, with that being said, the basketball fan in me wants Jokic to get if he gets through to the to the finals, NBA finals again. I want to make I want to make sure or at least see that he does it by going through. The Minnesota Timberwolves, because of Gobert being the defensive player of the year, heavy favorite to get it well, done. Yeah, and, and Gobert. Just, yeah, I want to see those two. See if if Jokic get, if Jokic gets through them with now their elevated play, and obviously Anthony Edwards is taking a level up, and obviously we hope that Nas Reed and and, and Jalen McDaniel's are actually available for this time mm-hmm. around, like they weren't last year. And I think maybe the series could have been different if they were available last year. If he gets mm-hmm. through them and gets back to the finals. I will give him. I mean, he already deserves all the flowers. I will give him even more. That's I. We want to see greatness challenge, and I think for Jokic personally, personally for Jokic, that's probably his biggest personal challenge. For sure, out of but the West. he has so much help, and the other facets don't match up with the rest of the group. With Jamal Murray, mm. Anthony Edwards is going to be able to do so much. Mike Conley, you know, slow mo. They don't have enough to stop MPJ, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jokic may get stopped or have a challenge, but those other guys, uh, said KCP, it's, it's, it, Anthony it Edwards, one, it's hard for him to do it by himself, to stop all those guys be, that are hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be enough. one of those series. It, I think it would be one of those series where Jamal Murray would have to be on Jamal Murray time or MPJ would have to be like on top of be, his game. They could be I don't on think their Jokic, time. I don't they don't think have Jokic to be crazy. Be like 30-point triple-doubles against Gobert. No. Nah. He'll, he'll get triple-doubles. It'll be maybe 20, 20-point triple-doubles, but he will because he'll be passing. Aaron Gordon's going to get backdoor dunks. That's why he got mm-hmm. him there. Lobs, rebound. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get putbacks. He's going to do all the little stuff. Maybe a three or two. MPJ, 6'11 shooter. You're not stopping that. Who, who's guarding him? Mike Conley, Anthony Edwards, maybe slow-mo? Okay, yeah. That might – a little bit. All he has to do is get his average 12, 15. Jamal Murray averages 20. They don't have to be on crazy. They can average – they score enough and said – Minnesota don't have enough scoring either to, to you know what I'm saying? Like, Cat can score and Edwards can score. Yeah. Gobert not scoring much. Mike Conley's not scoring the way he used to. Um, off the bench, you, you, you don't have the same, you know what I'm saying? Um, and 
they're lacking some shooting, I think, as well. But they, they have decent scoring, but they don't have a, a great group of scoring over there in Minnesota. So it's just a tough matchup. So they don't have to be on crazy Jamal Murray time or MPJ time until they start playing the teams that can score a bunch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I understand your analysis there. I, I personally cannot wait for the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in the future stretch run of this NBA season.